तुमेव माता च पिता तुमेव तुमेव बंधुश्च सका तुमेव तुमेव विद्या द्रविनम तुमेव तुमेव सर्वम मम देव देव श्री दक्षिणामूर्ति सुदेशी केंद्रम द्वैपायनम सूत्रकृतम मुनींद्रम श्रीशंकरम भाष्यकृतम यतींद्रम मध्येशी कंचा नमा वित्यई ओम नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदायकर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य सर्वोपरहित प्रज्ञानगण प्रत्यगर्त ब्रह्मवाहमस्मी ताय प्रतिबोधिता भगवता नारायणन स्वयं व्यासेन कृतिता पुराण मुनिना मध्य महाभारत अद्वैतामृतवर्षिणी भगवती अष्टादशाध्यायिनी अंबत्वामुसंदी भगवदीतेषिणी नमोस्तुते व्यास विशाल बुद्धे फुलाय तपत्रनेारततलपूर्ण प्रज्वालित ज्ञानमय प्रदीप प्रपन्न पारिजाताय स्त्रोत्रेत्रकानमुद्रा कृष्णा गीतामृतुहे नम सर्वोपनिषदो गाव दौता गोपालनंदन पार्थवत्स सुधीर्भोक्ता दुग्ध गीतामृत महत वसुदेवसुत कंसचाणूरमर्दनम देवकी परमानंदम कृष्ण वंदे जगद्गु भीष्मद्रोणतताजयद्रतजलांधारणीलोत्पला शल्यग्राहवती कृपेण वहनी कर्णेन वेलाकुला अश्वत्म विकर्ण घोरमकरा दुर्योधनावर्तिनी सोतीर्ना कलु पांडवैरणनदी कईवर्तक केशव पाराशर्यवचस्सरोजमलम गीताकंडोत्कटम नाख्यानकसरम हरिकता संबोधनाबोधि लोके सज्जन षटपैरहर पेपीयमुदा भूयाद्भारतपंकज कलिमल प्रघ्वंसी न श्रेयसे मूकं कौति पंगु लंगयते गिरी यत्तमहम वंदे परमानंदमाधव यं ब्रह्मेन्द्ररुद्रमुत स्तुन्वती दिव्यवै वेदसांगपद्रमोपनिषद गायती यं साम ध्यानावस्थितगतेन मनसा पश्यती यं योगिन यशा न विदुस्सुरासुरगणा देवाय तस्म नम ओं कृष्णा परमात्मे नम शतिस्मृतिपुराण आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंक प्रणाम सेव्रीवा so we have in the 13th chapter we were doing shloka number 8 we had completed shloka number 8 here in the 13th chapter bhagwan is talking about all the values that one needs to have for 
a person to be able to imbibe accept understand assimilate this knowledge the knowledge of self and only through this knowledge one can acquire or one can get moksha so these are the preparatory steps that bhagavan is explaining or giving out these are the values that every sadhaka should have in that we had seen in the last class or until last class shloka number 8 amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa shantihi arjavam that was in the first line of the shloka 8 and then we saw acharya upasanam shaucham sthairyam and then atma vinigraha those uh, those nine values we saw in shloka number 8 <clears throat> amanitvam humility adambitvam simplicity ahimsa not to hurt anybody shanti endurance forbearance patience arjavam is straightforwardness acharya upasanam is guru seva shaucham is purity sthairyam is that steadfastness and then atma vinigraha we saw as ability to have control on the body and mind so these are the nine values we had seen so far and we saw how what is it that we need to do to assimilate or get these values now bhagwan is actually further enumerating more values in the coming shlokas we will go to shloka number 9 shri bhagavan uvacha indriyarteshu vairagyam anahankara evacha ಜನ್ಮ ಮೃತ್ಯುಜರ ವ್ಯಾಧಿ ದುಃಖದೋಷಾನುದರ್ಶನ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥು ವೈರಾಗ್ಯಂ ಅನಹಂಕಾರ ಜನ್ಮ ಮೃತ್ಯುಜರ ವ್ಯಾಧಿ ದುಃಖದೋಷಾನುದರ್ಶನ ಸೊ ಅಗೇನ್ ಫರ್ದರ್ ಮೋರ್ ವ್ಯಾಲ್ಯೂಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎನ್ಯೂಮರೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೋಕ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಇನ್ in this shloka bhagavan says indriyarteshu vairagyam vairagya vairagya means dispassion dispassion on what bhagavan says indriya arteshu indriya arteshu means sense objects so when we say vairagya lot of people have different understanding or different meaning of this word term vairagya especially this is commonly used in tamil also so there is lot of probably meanings that should not be attributed to vairagya now before we understand what is vairagya let us try to understand what it is not vairagya is not stubbornness normally we we use this very uh, frequently in tamil where we say where we attribute vairagya is a அவனுக்கு ரொம்ப வைராகியம் ஜாஸ்தி ஹி டசன்ட் வாண்ட் டு டாக் இம்ப்ளாயிங் தட் வைராகியா மீன்ஸ் ஸ்டபர்னஸ் வாட் வைராகியா இஸ் மென்ட் த வேர்ட் த கரெக்ட் டேர்ம் ஆஃப் வை த கரெக்ட் மீனிங் ஆஃப் வைராகியா ஹியர் இஸ் நாட் த ஸ்டபர்னஸ் இட் இட் இஸ் நாட் ஸ்டபர்னஸ் இட் இஸ் ஆல்சோ நாட் இன்டிஃபரன்ஸ் சம் பீப்புள் ஷோ இன்டிஃபரன்ஸ் அண்ட் தட் இஸ் ஆல்சோ அட்ரிபியூட்டட் டு வைராகியா 
vairagya does not mean indifference some people say he has got vairagya and um, and and attribute that to being irresponsible says so he is so irresponsibility that is also not considered as vairagya uh, he has got vairagya so he left his family so irresponsibility is not attributed as vairagya some people use this also for aversion again that is also something that not should not be referred here so vairagya is not stubbornness vairagya is not indifference vairagya is not irresponsibility vairagya is not aversion so what is vairagya first when we say indriya artham indriya artesu indriya artham so sense objects indriyas means here the sensory organs and indriya artham means sense objects sense objects give us bhogam or pleasure so when we eat good food when we listen to good music when we see something nice some good nature it gives us pleasure it gives us happiness this bhogam when we say it is not meant for all the basics we need basically some food we need a food to live we need air to breathe we need water to drink these are not considered as bhogam but anything on top of it which can actually satisfy which goes beyond satisfying our basic needs can all be classified as bhoga whatever we do that it's only for pleasure we have stopped eating for fulfilling hunger we are only eating for you know satisfying our taste buds so so we are actually the hunger part is only a small minuscule to fulfill hunger anything should be okay even plain plain rice with buttermilk should be okay but we whatever we have on top of it is all for bhoga only for pleasure so vairagya on this bhogas vairagya on this indriya arteshu having dispassion over all these bhoga padarthas and vairagya means this dispassion this ability to get over the feeling of seeking pleasure from sensory objects so vairagya is a condition where you do not seek where you do not willingly go out and seek pleasure for sensory objects and the way it is explained is drishta shruta anubhuta visheshu vairagya so whatever drishta whatever seen whatever has been seen whatever and shruta whatever has been heard anubhuta whatever has been experienced whatever can be experienced on all those objects vairagya that is what bhagwan means here what has been seen i've seen a bmw car i've seen a ferrari car i've got an suv car i've seen this car i've seen this necklace i've seen this property this house all these are seen objects objects that are i am my eyes are seeing on a daily basis what has been heard i have heard of holiday in switzerland i have heard of 
Swargaloka, heaven. So whatever I have heard but not seen, I have to get Vairagya on those as well. Whatever has been experienced, I am experiencing comfort, I am experiencing an air-conditioned room, I am experiencing a, a soft pillow, I am experiencing nice jewellery on my, on my body. All those things are all experienced ones. So the desire can come on items that have been seen, that have been heard, that have been experienced, that have not been experienced also. Because if I had just seen or heard, I can have desire on that also. I don't have a BMW car. I see a BMW car, I get desire for that. So now the question is, can the thirst of desire, can that thirst of desire be quenched? Can we really quench it? Can we really satisfy it? Can we really fulfill it by just indulging in it? If we indulge in it, will it get satisfied? Will I be happy? And in Mahabharata, there is a shloka which actually explains in such a way that when you try to fulfill the desire, Thinking that by fulfilling the desire, you will be quenching the, the thirst for it. It is as good as quenching a fire by pouring oil into it. It is as good as quenching a fire by pouring oil into it. In other words, it is never going to be quenched. So the only way to overcome the desire, our Shastra says, is to develop vairagya is to develop dispassion again when i say vairagya do not take this to be an aversion when we say vairagya it doesn't mean that i have to have an aversion for jewelry it doesn't mean that i have to have an aversion for bmw car it doesn't mean that i have to have an aversion for comfort it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that i have to run away from all these things Vairagya is about managing the desire in such a way that if it is there, I am able to enjoy it. If it is not there, I am not complaining about it. I don't go seek for it. That is Vairagya. This detachment, we say, dispassion or detachment. Detachment, some people also view it wrongly. They feel it is actually not right. Again, the, the understanding of the word detachment is probably then wrong in that case. Detachment is a, a right emotion towards a lot of things in this world. In Tamil, we say patri in my. Patri, patri means attachment. Patri in my is detachment. Or dispassion, we can say, is not getting enslaved by the pleasure or comfort given by the sense objects so the sense objects are there for to for them to give me pleasure and i am not getting enslaved by that is called dispassion it's called vairagya again i keep repeating it is not about hating it it is not about showing aversion to it the only thing we have to be careful about is we should not get attached to it. We should not get addicted to it. 
we should not feel enslaved to it and how will i know whether i have got attached to it addicted to it whether i am enslaved to it i have to see the position when i it is there in front of me and i am not using it or i am not allowing myself to experience it so there is a probably if i want to see check my vairagya on say a gulab jamun then i want the gulab jamun is in front of me it is not that i have had 10 gulab jamun so far this is the 11th one and i want to have an hour i don't want to eat it it is the first gulab jamun in many many months and i still feel okay by not having it then it means i have developed detachment on it it means i have developed vairagya on it and bhagavan says vairagya indri arteshu on all the sense objects again so it does not happen overnight it is not something that we can from tomorrow i decide to have vairagya it doesn't happen that it it takes time because it is an attitude that we will have to cultivate it is not like a it is not like a job or it is not an action that i have to do suppose tomorrow i say i ha- from tomorrow i decide to go to gym there is no attitude involved it is only an action so tomorrow onwards i can do that but i cannot say from tomorrow onwards i can i will have vairagya it doesn't happen that way i will have to build it over time and for that it has to this vairagya has to become our personality some people will say oh um, i have actually developed vairagya already i have vairagya on so many things already if we actually analyze further if we look at ourselves and if we start analyzing ourselves we will be able to see that what we have we would have got freedom from certain objects but that would have been replaced with another object so question is have i got freedom from these objects have i got vairagyam now will if we analyze one object is replaced by another for example when we were kids we were actually behind the toy car the the car uh, the toy cars that we actually play with if that car gets broken we we would have cried or we would have we would have had some uh, you know uh, attachment to biscuits when you when you take out a biscuit from the hand of a child the child cries because it's got attachment to the biscuit now we cannot say now i have developed a vairagya or biscuit i have developed vairagya on the toy car but that would have been replaced by gold biscuit or in or or a real car so only the object would have changed but the vairagya on all the objects would not have happened so the feeling or the feeling the the underlying feeling to get pleasure from sense objects it does not change only the object changes the underlying feeling remains that i can only seek pleasure i can only get pleasure from sense objects so this is how we will have to self evaluate ourselves
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज हाउ कैन आई गेट दिस वैराग्य इफ आई हैव टू गेट दिस वैराग्य वॉट शुड आई डू द फर्स्ट वन इज दिस इज द मे मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट वन दिस इज द प्राइमरी मेथड ऑफ गेटिंग वैराग्य एंड दैट इज थ्रू विवेका If we had seen, uh, if you had attended the introduction to Vedanta series, we would have discussed about Viveka, Vairagya there too. So Viveka is the primary means of getting Vairagya. What is Viveka? Viveka we have already seen. Nitya Anitya Vastu Viveka. What is permanent? What is fleeting? Or impermanent? Or temporary? the ability to discriminate between what is permanent and what is impermanent that viveka alone first we will have to get that conviction on that and once we have that conviction from there we can build our vairagya vairagya as i said is the is the is the feeling of not seeking pleasure from sense objects there is another sense of another set of vairagya or another vairagya that people might get without going through this viveka method we call that as masana vairagya masana vairagya masana means the cremation ground the vairagya that a person gets in the cremation ground when we when we see a death in close quarters and when we are at the cremation ground the philosophy that people will exude there will be of top class philosophy we will talk about how fleeting the life is we will talk about how small and unworthy all these things all these objects in life are we might be able to really seem to have built that vairagya will be able to talk about all those higher goals in life and not getting caught up with this mundane you know rat race and and the and our you know ability or the inability to actually uh, find faults with or stop finding faults with others but what happens this vairagya is masana vairagya it is not if a, a vairagya that has come out of full conviction so after that after we come back from the cremation ground we'll come back and then we'll ask for us after some time we'll ask for coffee because without coffee we'll not be able to live or without tea we'll not be able to function so the after that again it goes back to the same old story so this masana vairagya is a temporary vairagya at that point of time our mind is not fully into our control so that vairagya cannot be taken as proper vairagya because in any abnormal conditions when when in abnormal conditions the mind the behavior of mind is not in our control so we should not take that for permanent um, our swabhava so which vairagya will last only a vairagya that comes out of viveka will last it will last longer 
and more permanent. So does that mean that when I get Viveka, when I am able to identify what is permanent and what is impermanent, what is temporary, what is fleeting and what is not, will I be able to get Vairagya on, your, on my own just by getting Viveka? The answer is no. Viveka might come but Vairagya may not come immediately. So, there are people who have actually thought that life is actually, there is a larger meaning to life and have gone to forests, meditated for many, many years and then have come back to regular family life also after that. So, it doesn't mean that, that Vairagya is, is something that I would be able to get you know, in a few days, in a few months or a few years time also. It may be even a few janmas, it may be even a few lifetime to get complete Vairagya. But we have to process, we have to start somewhere, we have to slowly start somewhere. So having this Vairagya is an important qualification. In fact, for this Jnana, Sadhana Chatushtayam, Viveka, Vairagya are the two main important qualifications. Now the question is, okay, if what do I need to get Viveka then to get my Vairagya? So Viveka, to get this Viveka, I need to understand the doshas of these sense objects. So the idea is all the sense objects, I have to have an understanding of its limitation. I have to have an understanding of the faults of those sense objects. Only then I will be able to get Vairagya on it. If I am actually attached to somebody, if I am actually madly in love with someone, the moment I start seeing faults in that person, normally, naturally my love or affection goes down my attachment or addiction goes down from that. In the same way, in all the sense objects that I am experiencing, that I am, I seek pleasure from, I should start seeing the doshas. I should start seeing the faults. And what are the faults that we can see? Number one, it weakens. The Katopanishad says, Katopanishad is an Upanishad, in it, the Shastra says, the Upanishad says that all these sense objects that are there, they are not required as we experience them, it starts to weaken our sense organs. The more we seek pleasure from a sense organ, the faster it gets weakened. It's true with the eyes that we actually suppose if we are too much on f watching television, watching TV series, watching movies, the more we experience or use the sense organ, the faster it weakens, it's given. So that is one way to understand that there is a fault in the sense objects. The more I start using the sense organs for these objects, the faster these sense organs will weaken. So that is one way. The second one is, there is never 
a full contentment there is always a discontentment again katopanishad nachiketa says you know when when yamadharmaraja offers nachiketa you don't i will give you go back i will give you land i will give you money i will give you riches you can go back and live happily nachiketa says he is clear he says this this money and land will not give me full contentment this money gives me fear beyond a, uh, you know there is always a fear before it comes to me money because without money i don't know whether i'll be able to live a happy life or not whether i have got enough money to live my old age whether there is enough insurance to cover my all my health issues that there is always this fear about money before it comes to me and once it comes to me also i am worried whether i will be able to retain it whether i will not lose it in the stock market whether i will not lose it in a bad investment whether it will i will not lose it to some thief some burglar so there is always this money which always comes with fear attached to it and however much i money i make there is always a fear who will take care of care of me in my old age whether my children will take care of me whether my spouse will be alive whether i will be healthy whether they will be healthy will this money be enough so there is always this discontentment there is never a full contentment the third thing about this sense objects is it is not everlasting all sensory objects give me happiness no doubt but it is all temporary it's all fleeting all these material objects give me temporary and fleeting happiness but we think this artha and kama they can give me permanent happiness we go back to this name fame power position money and all these sense objects thinking that they are going to give me permanent happiness if i am actually able to make a mark in my office now or in my with my neighbors or with my friends or if i am able to make myself uh, prominent uh, in this community in this neighborhood then i i can be kind of happy ever after it doesn't work that way it is always temporary it doesn't last forever so this all this sense objects related pleasure is all not everlasting so this is another way to imbibe viveka all these sense objects are they weaken my mind they weaken my sense objects they do not give me full contentment and even if they give me any contentment it is all only temporary and the last and fourth is it can also get me addicted to it things which which can give me security things that i think will give me security are the ones which also give me trouble also so i think this money is going to give me security but i if i start going after money i might get addicted to money to get more and more money money is never enough for me 
or if i think that this relation is going to give me security then uh, that relationship there will be a lot of issues and there will be issues as well and then that will give me trouble also that that addiction is another one or even if i take some food for example i start liking something i i get addicted to it and that will give me land me in trouble if i take too much of sweet for example i might get diabetes so there is always this issue of am i getting addicted to it for a comfort also the body for example is very very addict it gets immediately addicted to comfort so i am actually maybe about few 20 30 years back when we were there we were not actually we were not exposed to air conditioners we were happy under the fan but now in summer we are not able to live without an air conditioner say for example so the body gets has addict, got addicted to this air conditioning so that is also another problem that we have with all these sense objects so this we have to analyze and from there we have to know that this is how we have to develop viveka and from there we will have to develop vairagya and this vairagya has to come out of this viveka only this viveka is this knowledge about this world there is nothing in this world which is permanent and there is this world seems to be like but everybody seems to be deriving pleasure out of this world but why does the shastra say that the world does not give me happiness in fact shastra in one place when it describes this world when it says jagat swarupam it says it defines it this way it says jagat avicharya paryantam ramaniyam jagat avicharya paryantam means until the world is analyzed avicharya paryantam until the world is not analyzed ramaniyam ramaniyam means beautiful it gives me happiness the moment i start actually doing vichara when i start looking into the real nature of this world i can all identify all these things it is weakening my sense objects it is actually not giving me full contentment it is temporary it is addictive and all those things so viveka from there vairagya remember that any vairagya as i said has to come out of viveka any vairagya that comes out of sadness so i am actually i have got a relationship failure or i have got some death in the family I, or i have had an accident or i have had a job loss any of those sadness if i get vairagya from those incidents that is not going to last forever any vairagya that is not comes out of calamity suppose there is a job loss and i get vairagya the moment i get a job back there is no more vairagya i go back to square one there is a death once i am able to overcome the death i am back to square one there is a relationship failure once i am able to get a new relationship or a new person whom i can relate to it's gone so there is anything that comes out of sadness anything that comes out of a calamity anything that comes out of a failure 
that vairagya will not last long vairagya that comes out of viveka where we are able to analyze the world and then take lessons out of it only that vairagya will last so why is this vairagya then so important why is bhagwan calling this vairagya out what is so important about this vairagya what happens when we don't have this vairagya we can see that whenever there is no vairagya there is a vikshepa vikshepa means the mind is not calm the mind is always uh, it, it is not calm it is always fluttering it the mind is not available for us it is always disturbed the mind is always disturbed any object on which i don't have vairagya my mind will be disturbed any object on which my mind has got where i have vairagya the mind will not be disturbed you we can see this for sure so this vairagya will if lack of vairagya will give me a disturbed mind wherever i am addicted wherever i am so attached wherever i am enslaved i will have a disturbed mind the second one is it is called as moksha apravritti apravritti means vairagya acts against moksha or rather if i uh, or lack of vairagya will go against moksha in the sense if i don't have vairagya or if i am ag- going against that i am the more and more i or the less and less i have vairagya the more and more i am going against moksha because these two paths are different if i don't have vairagya if i am getting more and more attached to the worldly objects then the more and more i am away from moksha so this is vairagya is very important in terms of how this moksha and vairagya will play a part we will see them all in chapter 2 when we go to chapter 2 we will be able to relate them but we have already seen this in introduction to vedanta but if you have not attended or if you feel you forgotten we will be going through that in chapter 2 later on so next question is what happens when we have vairagya again when i said not having vairagya will give us vikshepa having vairagya will give me a calm mind i'll it will give me shanti i'll have a calm mind and moksha pravritti it will develop my desire for moksha it will give me mumukshutvam it will it will induce me for moksha so whatever object from which if there is an object and i am having vairagya on it that will from that object what will i gain i will not gain pleasure from that object i will get gain freedom i will gain peace of mind from that object so that is what indriya arteshu vairagyam so once i get viveka what do i need to do to get vairagya i have to basically 
யூஸ் மை இன்டலெக்ட் த ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் லைஃப் இஸ் அ லைஃப் ஆஃப் அவேர்னஸ் ஸோ ஐ ஹாவ் டு கான்ஸ்டன்ட்லி பி அவேர் ஆஃப் வாட் மை மைண்ட் இஸ் வாட் மை இன்டலெக்ட் இஸ் ஹவு இட் இஸ் ரியாக்டிங் ஸோ யூஸ் மை இன்டலெக்ட் டு டிஃபீட் தோஸ் டிசையர்ஸ் ஐ சே ஐ ஹாவ் டு டூ அனாலிசிஸ் வெதர் திஸ் இஸ் ஆக்சுவலி கிவிங் மீ த ப்ளஷர் இஸ் இட் ரியலி தட் ஐ நீட் இட் கைண்ட் ஆஃப் திங் then use the adharma dharma viveka have valid desires but even having those valid desires don't be an over bogi don't over indulge on things because some people have this fear that you know uh, the desires will leave me if i am not indulging in it this desire to gain recognition this desire to make a mark in this world will leave me what they don't understand is there are countless number of people who are dedicating their entire life to actually remove desires removing desires not forcibly not out of coercion but more out of understanding so having never try to force yourself out of a desire try to understand it try to reduce it to first start with and then eliminate it do not go for full elimination straight away so some people fear that you know if i if i remove this desire i'll become a vairagi and from that vairagi i will not be able to live my life happily what happens if i get vairagya then it will be a pain for me to live this life those are all long things because first of all by having vairagya one will not have a a disturbed life and first of all for those people who think that they might get vairagya by actually removing desires for them the vairagya will not come at all because this this is only for people who do sadhanas and who actually understand what is real vairagya some people without taking all this vichara doing viveka if some people has developed vairagya suddenly say for example ramana maharishi had vairagya at the age of 13 he left his family and he went to tiruvannamalai how does that happen how he seems he doesn't seem to have done any vichara he doesn't seem to have done any viveka it's only he was only 13 years old so for them what shastra says what is the answer if for someone vairagya has come just by a few vichara that means he has done a lot of sadhana in his previous birth it is not that these people are specially born by a blessing from ishvara and they are special individuals and we are not and therefore they can afford to be like that it's because some some common some common things that come out is oh those people are all special people we cannot be like them they are different we are different no it is not true they are also human beings we are also human beings the only thing is they have done their sadhana in their previous life so if we do our sadhanas in this life there will be a life by when we can also reach that stage 
so the question is they are not specially blessed by ishwara they are not specially dropped from the heaven they have also gone through the same lives as us so we have to understand that they would have done some special sadhana in their previous life and therefore they have been able to get to this stage for example we know you know siddhartha saw one corpse one dead body and from there he was able to develop that vairagya he left the family and he became gautam buddha just one corpse one dead body there is this patinatar who saw just one broken needle and when he you know he saw that even this one broken needle will not come to us in the next life i cannot carry even this broken needle with me he was a very rich man and he did, and when he understood and when he saw this writing that even this broken needle will not come with me to my next life in my next life that vairagya came in set in but that doesn't mean he has not done any sadhanas those sadhanas would have been done in his previous life so we have to do those sadhanas so for us we will have to do sadhanas and it might take some lives but we will be there one one day again when we actually start exp- how to more to get vairagya start limiting our desires to only dharmic desires even dharmic desires limit yourself to not over enjoyment over indulgence reduce have a measured way of indulging in desires then after some time slowly we will get vairagya on that desires moderate desires let us not go for avaricious consumption so from following dharma also vairagya will come in so as we follow dharma vairagya will automatically come in so this is indriya arteshu vairagya this is the 10th value that bhagavan has given he is given total of 20 this is the 10th one 24 the next one he has given is indriya arteshu vairagya anahankara evacha anahankara anahankara means not being with this ahankaram not having this ahankaram it's got two meanings one is we can use the tamara ahankara not being egoistic this fellow acts with ahankara we say that without being this without having being egoistic that is one meaning or being with humility not having this garva that is one meaning the second or the important meaning is that i am not this body mind that feeling anatmani aham drida bhavana anatmani aham drida bhavana that is ahankara so that ahankara is i am this body that is the general feeling general uh, definition for ahankara 
and we say anatmani this is this drida bhavana that i am this body mind so anahankara means not having this feeling that i am this body that is the correct meaning or the second meaning for it in other words removing this abhimana on this body removing this attachment on this body removing this notion that i am this body removing that close attachment that i have how do we do it by developing vairagya so whenever we know right whenever we experience pleasure from an object we get addicted to it we get attached to it something is giving me happiness or pleasure some sweet is giving me happiness or pleasure i go for it the next time somebody is giving me happiness i go for it next time some some something that i see gives me happiness i go and see it again to get me happiness and i slowly get addicted to it we have to identify it we have to be honest with it we have to do it with awareness and we have to see our mind honestly and then decide okay i have to get vairagya on it so vairagya is one way to actually remove the ahankara on this body from this body the second is actually doing tapas tapas means voluntarily giving us some bit of pain a little bit which we can take it for example we say mauna vrata i don't want to talk to anybody for some time mauna vrata i refuse i having mauna vrata and then the idea behind mauna vrata is to let our body and mind calm down but then that is the time when people will start making lot of gestures also that should be avoided then upavasa trying to avoid some a meal or two in between to control the cravings so that is upavasa so we have to tapas means actually to melt so we have to melt ourselves so and this tapas is voluntarily done if somebody says you cannot eat for one day or, or once a meal if they then we get angry with them if somebody in the house says if a spouse says or my in-law says that you cannot eat for once one, you will not be given one meal a day then it will make us angry but if i do it on my own then i won't get angry so that way i will be able to accept it and also manage my cravings so tapas is a is a nice way to actually develop anahankara so that is anahankara so that was value number 11 then the value 12 janma mrityu jara vyadi dukkha dosha anudarshana janma mrityu jara vyadi dukkha dosha anudarshana this is a value which is app which is acts as a seed for vairagya if we are able to analyze this particular value our both anahankara as well as vairagya will be faster so what is this janma mrityu jara vyadi we know that janma is what birth mrityu death jara old age 
vyadi we know disease and what bhagavan says janma mrityu jara vyadi all this four is mixed with dukha it is all mixed with shoka it is all mixed with sadness and that dukha it is a dosha it is a dosha it is a fault that is there in all these four stages janma mrityu jara vyadi the dukkham is mixed with it this dosha this fault he asks us to say he says anudarshana see it again again repeatedly see it he says bhagwan says this janma birth is a dukkham because this life is not a rosy life everybody will have lot of problems in life that dukkham you see that jara mrityu death is a giving a dukkham lot of people we know we will all cry when there is a death that is also a dukkham we have been so close to this person suddenly this person leaves us it is a dukkham jara old age is a pain old age is a dukkham as we grow older emotional problems set in physical problems set in all these problems will come in that is also a dukkham vyadi no need to say disease will always give us pain and so dukkham so what this bhagwan says all these four stages of life are mixed with dukkham that is the fault of this four stages of this life itself and you see that repeatedly anudarshanam why do we need to see it to get vairagya so when we see a padartha in this world when we see a sense objects in this world we see only one part of it and what is that part we see we see only that sukham part the mind is always looking for what is the pleasure what is the joy that i can get out of this object when i see another person when i see a, an object that i can eat when i see an object that i can give me comfort or when an object that can give me the uh, the status i see this house i love that house i want to have that house i have see this car i love this car it can give me happiness i immediately see the joy or pleasure that the car or the house or the person can give me but what we fail to see is that the same padartha can also give me is capable of giving me dukkha the house when it starts having problems when it got plumbing issues leaking issues or when the the house today with there are other there are things that they say the vastu of the house is not good or whatever once i go into the house the house a lot of calamities happen in house then i start disliking the house the house can capable of giving me dukkha also so any anything in this world is capable of giving me dukkha also but what we look for we immediately only look for what is the joy or happiness that i am going to get pleasure that i am going to get so when when an padartha uses dukkha when it actually gives dukkha i don't accept it i don't take it for example if i am having diabetes and somebody offers me a sweet i will decline it because it doesn't give me pleasure when i eat it i am going to have 
problem with my health so i decline it so the same object can give pleasure to somebody else can also give dukkham to another person so an object is capable of giving pleasure and it is also capable of giving sorrow too so this vision we don't see it well we don't see it properly we need to analyze deeply but we cannot analyze at the time of eating at the time of enjoyment because at that time the mind will not be available to us we should do this analysis when we are at a different time we have to just reflect and then think back that is what happened with ramana maharishi right when he, when he saw he saw some death and then he wanted to experience what is death he wanted to analyze so he la- he he lay down and he lay down and then he tried to understand he had an out of body experience he wanted to feel what it is like death and then he analyzed and then from he there he understood that this life is not meant for bhoga for enjoyment what we think this life is meant for the life is meant for enjoyment but all our great saints and all our shastras say life is not meant for enjoyment life is meant for moksha and we should spend time to analyze that so, so for example vedanta should not bore us vedanta should not bore us but initially when vedanta talks about this you know uh, relationship it talks about death and it asks us to analyze about relationships it asks us to analyze about death we feel we feel this a little bit of discomfort we feel this fear uh, we feel that it is it is probably negative and all those things well, what we have to understand is that is the fact that is a reality over a period of time we will get this clarity we will get this knowledge we'll be able to get wisdom from that so this dosham the fault that seeing the dosha darshanam seeing the fault is very important in fact there is a saying they say dosha darshanam pandita lakshanam a, a pandit or a person who is well versed or well knowledgeable or a man of wisdom will be able to see the faults quickly it's like proofreading so we have to proofread our lives we need a total vision to come out of this moham moham is what delusion we are in this deluded world thinking that everything around me is there only to give me happiness and joy that everything around me should be giving me happiness and joy they should not giving me any sorrow and if they are giving me sorrow that's a we have difficulties accepting it and what there is of course another when we go deeper into the uh, vedanta we will even say no object around us is giving us happiness or sorrow it is all in our mind we can when we go deeper into vedanta we will be able to prove that but for the time being we can say any object around us is not only capable of giving us joy it is also capable of giving us sorrow but we always think and we always want the object to give us only joy so we are living in this deluded world moham 
so we have to come out of this moha we have to come out of this delusion so what we have to do we have to do the instead of the sukad dhyanam we have to do the dukkad dhyanam to say okay there are limitations there are limitations in this life and if there is a limitation on janma mrutyu jara vyadi just in a human life itself then what about the other objects so we do this dukkha anudarshanam repeatedly see the do- dosha in it and from there be able to get vairagya so this is dukkha dosha anudarshanam so we had seen value number 12 more values we will see in the next class any questions or comments if not okay we'll see in the next class om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 swasti prajabhya paripalayantam nyayena margena mahimayishaha gobrahmane byo shubhamastu nityam lokasamasta sukhino bhavantu hari om shri guru pyo namaha